Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Urban Siren Podcast. We are um, recording this. We, uh, the singular uh, sense of we, me. I'm recording this on Saturday, August 22nd, 2020. We are pivoting now into Virgo season with the sun moving into the sign of Virgo coming out of Leo. And what a pivot it is coming from an incredibly extroverted, emotionally outward time to the hermit card in the tarot, uh, representative of the sign of Virgo, associated with the sign of Virgo in the tarot. And we could hardly have a more contrasting switch. We're coming out of a very outward expression um, season. We're filled with doing and creating and activating and uh, being and uh, just everything pushing outward from the center through Leo season. Of course, there's a balance within Leo season. Of course, there is a bit of this and that where it is not always an extroverted type of emotion, but there's a lot of support behind Virgo. Uh, I'm sorry, there's a lot of support behind Leo that helps us move outward. And that's the summer season. And we are now coming into the season of Virgo, which is an introverted place to be very much um, connected to the self and autonomy. And that's where the hermit card comes in in the tarot. So when we look at the tarot card of the Hermit in the Smith Rider Weight Edition uh, tarot deck, the Hermit is a standalone figure standing on top of what looks like a mountain, um, perhaps covered in snow, to represent elevation and uh, ascension. And the Hermit is a, a, a figure, an elderly uh, elder figure, I should say, um, dressed in a gray robe um, against an incredibly interesting, like almost teal background, uh, a muted teal background. And the contrasting colors are a bright yellow uh, held uh, in his hand. The staff is bright yellow and holding the lantern, which is bright yellow. I talked about actually the hermit card on my very first podcast, um, which was recorded, I believe, uh, in December of this year, if I'm not mistaken. And if you'd like to learn more about the Hermit Card, I, I definitely encourage you to check out that initial podcast that explored the Hermit. Um, and I actually did create in my Etsy shop a pendant dedicated to the Hermit, which is um, an, a lantern, a little lantern char uh, charm, because in the uh, Smith Rider Waite tarot deck, the lantern is um, a significant um, symbol of enlightenment and uh, the way that the hermit represents all of the solitary work that is done in order for someone to be able to come into their own and be able to stand alone in their own wisdom and to keep their own counsel, so to speak. Um, in these times, in these incredibly difficult and challenging times during COVID-19 and the upcoming presidential election, where there is a lot of input and a lot of um, noise coming in, if you will, um, and contrasting views and not just um, 
not just mindfully thought contrasting views, but um, emotionally driven contrasting views that are not necessarily based on facts or science or any of that, just sort of this um, a rhetoric that uh, is sort of fear-mongering and conditioning us to um, experience uh, confusion. And uh, we really don't have a centered place where we can um, find, uh, you know, ourselves. Uh, it's difficult these days because we have these strong, charismatic um, uh individual types that are sort of because of their positioning are kind of commandeering the dialogue and that goes for uh, the political arena as well as the alt-right wellness arena um, which is encouraging people to you know uh, you know, defeat COVID-19 uh, simply by not being fearful and to eradicate their um, their fear of death and all the rest of it in just a tremendous amount of spiritual bypassing taking place. And then, of course, you've got on the political side of things, um, you know, a microphone attached to an imbecile uh, being the president of the United States who doesn't know what the hell he's talking about in 99.9% of the um arenas he's speaking in and you've got someone who has uh you know just completely um led this country down a, a deep dark rabbit hole uh where we are all now um suffering uh to a degree where we really didn't need to suffer as much so yes i'm getting a little political <clears throat> on this podcast and um and for those of you that it offends i i um I have uh, compassion for you in that regard, um, and yet um, I feel it's important to talk about because I feel anybody with any kind of semblance of a voice or platform, uh, it's now is the time to speak up and to uh, and to try to um, create a sense of um, uh, reality um, that is based on facts and that is based on um, science and that we can really hold on to. Uh, and it's been difficult these last few months for those who are either on the fence or feeling incredibly lost or traumatized. And, uh, you know, uh, uh, the spiritual wellness community sort of preys on that type of individual who is feeling lost and is in crisis. And I've seen it firsthand and I've lived it firsthand. And so I can say with utmost confidence that uh, there's, uh, uh, there's a tendency um, for charismatic leadership to kind of take the take the mic here um, in times of such profound confusion and, and upheaval and to uh, have a little bit of an undue influence on those who are more vulnerable emotionally and um, and every which way but loose. So this podcast, I would like to just talk about, and I don't, I think it's going to be a brief one. I don't think I'm going to go through an hour of it, but um, to talk about how the hermit card in the tarot can be a great uh, guide during times like this, where we can begin to keep our own counsel. And by that, I don't mean going into a deep, dark rabbit hole where we are uh, following link after link on uh, a blog post 
again, blogs uh, can be uh, helpful and insightful, um, but they are not the end-all be-all for information. And um, just about anybody with uh, a computer these days can go ahead and become a blogger or a writer or a contributor to any um, any platform they wish to uh, without a lot of cross-checking and without a lot of fact-checking. Um, and so keeping in mind that <clears throat> when we're doing our own research, it's super important, I feel, to be able to reference sources that have been checked themselves, peer-reviewed, and so forth. And so give yourself the, uh, give yourself the gift of not uh, going on a clicking uh, a domino effect from uh, blog to blog to post to post that can really take you on a bit of a wild ride down the lane of, um, you know, wild um, hypotheses and uh, that just aren't based in any kind of reality. So let's be mindful of that uh, so that we take sort of our own personal responsibility uh, for not adding to the hysteria, which is already permeating our culture and our mindset. So just a suggestion there, take it or leave it, but that's kind of my plan. Um, and then going forward, you know, as we come into Virgo season, um, we are going to be switching switching from, I'll reference the tarot cards associated with uh, Leo season, which is strength uh, primarily, but then Leo is also strongly associated with the sun planet. And so the sun card in the tarot has a lot to, has, speaks quite a bit too about Leo season. And both of those cards are... Both the sun and the card of strength in the tarot. The sun being a more evolved version, a more spiritually aware and a more evolved version and self-aware version of the chariot. I'm sorry, of the strength card. It's funny because I sometimes also think of the chariot card when it comes to Leo. And that obviously came out as a bit of a slip. But because... The chariot card is sort of the last hurrah in the line of the tarot where we are looking at coming from a place where we are attached to ego and self. And Leo has a tendency to attach itself, has a, you know, a, t a tendency to strongly attach itself to its, uh, its own identity of oneself. And while that can be a great thing, it can also be a bit of a myopic focus. And so the chariot also reminds me a bit of Leo season because of its strong nature and its, its incredible forward motion um, and powerful um, desire to advance. But it is also uh, kind of the end of the line. And, uh, and it, it's, it's the last, the last hurrah before breaking away from, from ego attachment. And I've said it many times before, and I'll say it again, I have no problem with a healthy ego. I think it's incredibly important. Actually, I don't have, um, I don't have a dislike or distaste of the idea of ego as long as it's in balance and as long as it's healthy, because otherwise on the earthly plane, we get ourselves into all kinds of, um, we are, are victimized or targeted if we don't have a strong identity of self and have healthy boundaries, okay? Now, coming from the place of the strength card associated with the Leo, uh, the sign of Leo, which we are coming out of, but like just barely coming out of now, 
as I'm recording this podcast, um, there's still a strong impact from the idea that, um, you know, the real strength of the individual comes from its ability to understand balance and understand self-control and self-regulation and how that affects everything around us. So the image of the strength card in the Smith Rider weight is a female figure taming a lion. The lion in the strength card representing our, uh, in some ways, either our own personal identities and sense of self, and also that which we are surrounded by and our environment as well. Um, so our mental uh, our mental constructs and our emotional constructs that inflate our sense of self, we can tame those when we come at it from a place of mindfulness and awareness. And that is the taming of the shrew, if you would, in the sense of the lion being the wild animal and this individual uh, being able to communicate uh, and and appease and uh, disarm the raging wild nature of the ego so that it becomes this, the ego then in the sense of the lion becomes this beautifully protective element uh, that has an on and off switch. Um, so it doesn't have to be a kill machine all the time. It can be um, a soothing force of stability, wisdom, grace, uh, and um, and all the beautiful things that are within us as long as we do not let our egos rage out of control. Now we are moving into Virgo season. And again, Virgo represented in the tarot by the hermit card. So a very different image. We have a very... Um, um, a pensive looking figure in this in this elder figure holding the staff the rod the rod also being able to represent the connection between the 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 grounding force of uh, of human experience touching the ground and of course the other end of the rod pointing up toward the sky so that length as above so below image comes in with this image of the rod being held in the hand of this elder figure. And then in the right hand, uh, the lantern being held at the level of the upper chakras. So you've got the lantern uh, pretty much aligned with the heart chakra and everything in Eastern philosophy in terms of the chakras and their placements in the body, everything from the heart up is considered the higher chakras, meaning that they are not dealing so much, they are not wrestling with the ego as the way the lower three chakras are. Um, so that's an interesting way to kind of imagine how we can evolve through consciousness, not that the lower chakras aren't important, they are incredibly important, which is signified and symbolized in the holding of the staff. So we want to be still in touch with everything from the ground up. We don't want to just be living solely from the realm of the, uh, of, of, of spiritual awakening. I mean, we can be, and I believe that there are some beings that have come into this world that are, that are, um, that have mastered that, 
But what we uh, fall prey to in our culture for sure is spiritual bypassing when we do not stay connected, aware, and present with all elements of the body, including the emotional aspect of our identity of self and how the misinterpretation of Eastern philosophies into Western culture, because we have such a disconnected and disjointed love-hate relationship with the self here, on the one hand, we love ourselves. On the other hand, we hate ourselves. We despise ourselves. We're not good enough without the newest um, uh, you know, uh, make of the car um, that the neighbors have or the, the type of house that we have or the amount of money we have in our bank account. So on the one hand, we have um, you know, an epidemic of narcissism, narcissism. And on the other hand, we have an incredibly uh, deep-rooted self-loathing. And, you know, thank you, Western culture and, and capitalism and patriarchy and all the rest of it that contributes to it. Um, so what we can do to balance out those unwanted uh, gifts in quotation marks is that we can come back in a sense to the idea of being the hermit. And the hermit is the is the element of the self that does not need and does not rely on any external validation. It is not dependent on it. The sense of self and the sense of worth is not dependent on the external approval of others or the, um, or the, uh, the prestige of affiliating with any one particular group or class. Um, and so we've seen that dismantle in Black Lives Matter where all of a sudden we started realizing like the, the worship of the luxury class or the leisure class is, you know, a, a prime example of how the value system in our society is so imbalanced. And I don't know about you, but during the social media campaigns where people of color were invited and encouraged to come forward and uh, and people associated as white or non uh, of or not of color people not of color were invited to uh, decenter themselves so that other voices could be more heard because of the um, uh, because of the way social media sort of uh, the pyramid scheme of social media and the the privilege the and get again the privilege the privileged class existing in the tiers of social media and what's seen and what's not seen the content and what gets pushed to the side or not seen at all or buried so that whole decentering ourselves on social media that was a reflection of how we're starting to become more aware that the leisure class and the luxury class um, with its uh, with its volume and with its capacity for having uh, a, a, a bigger reach um, is another example of how imbalanced it is, uh, our society, and that it's important to, to just take a moment <laughs> and to allow for uh, all voices to be heard. So while the idea of, of uncentering or decentering oneself for the sake of inclusion for others, that is uh, a prime example of how the hermit comes into play because once we are autonomous and standing in our the secure truth of knowledge and wisdom of who we are 
and not only who we are, but of how we integrate into the whole. We, we, we're not as threatened, right? It's, it's okay to not be the center of attention, which is, ac- which is exactly what the, the path of Leo invites us to do as well. A balanced relationship to the sign of Leo is as much as Leo loves to be the center of attention, its sense of self-worth does, is not dependent on whether or not it is the center of attention. It knows that it can shine and it can be special and it can be worthy without accolades, without this, um, you know, a need for applause and those with uh, Leo in their chart in certain placements, um, for instance, we talked about the nodes in my last podcast about how I have Aquarius in the North Node, Leo in my South Node, which is how they pair up. If Aquarius is in your North Node, Leo will be on the opposite on your South Node. And um, actually a great podcast to listen to on this particular topic uh, was offered up very recently, in fact, by uh, Jessica Lanyadu of Ghost of a Podcast. I will put that in the show notes so you can reference that if you like. She touches on the notes and uh, their meanings in our charts. And so when you've got Leo in your South Node, you know, the the <laughs> the, the struggle, the struggle bus um is that we are uh, we are trying to not let our self worth be determined by how we are perceived by others, and that is a key element of the Hermit card. So the Leo and and Virgo and and the way they are represented in the Tarot have a lot of um, really interesting comparisons because they they sort of play off of each other in interesting ways, and. They speak to each other and they inform one another. And that's one of the things that I love about the Tarot is that it, one card informs the next. And, um, and, and the way that, you know, Tarot card readings are, are um, received or interpreted, it's, a, you know, it's a story that comes together. It's not just this, it's not compartmentalized and it's not uh, the end all be all of things because life is fluid and the Tarot is fluid. And so when I, when I share readings with people, I always say, you know, this is, this is not set in stone. This is not the end all be all. This is simply a reflection and a representation of what's happening now and the elements that have maybe been dormant that are coming to the surface or the elements that are still dormant and are uh, looking and asking to be looked at and uh, brought to the surface at this time and knowing what patterns we embody and and how the our patternings and how our ways of behaving mostly from a subconscious level if we're obviously if we're not aware of them can really impact our lives where we are not living our lives to the fullest because we're still making choices from places that have not been uh, reconciled healed um uh integrated fully into the rest of the fabric of our lives. So the tarot, I feel, is an important tool and a very helpful tool to be able to to shine light on what it is that we uh, might want to just take a look at. And I love the hermit card because it is representing the, the holding of this lantern, inviting us to finally take a look at this thing, inviting us to shine light on 
areas of our lives that, or areas of our psyches, um, or even neuroses that we may have, or um, or little hiccups in our um, decision-making abilities, that if we, if we just see what's happening, if we can just look at our patterning and look at the ways that we just habitually uh, contribute and react, that it's a, it's a, an incredibly powerful tool. Self-awareness is an incredibly powerful tool to live the life that we so desperately want to be living, but we feel is a little bit out of reach or a lot out of reach. The trick and what I tell folks in you know, tarot card readings a lot is that if they are experiencing a situation in which they are unhappy, that the only way we can change those situations is to make changes within ourselves and to make different choices based upon different reasons for wanting things. It's so important to look at the reasons why we want something, and it's important to look at the reasons why we're making those choices. If we're making those choices from places that are based on um, fear or wounding or lack or um, anything that sets us apart or below of our potential, then we are running the risk of not living a fulfilled, ex- uh, not, we run the risk of not living a fulfilled existence. And I think that's the fear uh, a lot of people have that we're not living life to the fullest what you know FOMO is a real thing fear of missing out on something that's a real thing it's been amplified in the world of social media because you see somebody else's experience and you say I'm not having that experience I wish I was having that experience and it really um you know that's why social media really needs to be looked at as um a double-edged sword. You know, on the one hand, it can it can convey and communicate wonderful messaging. On the other hand, if we don't have a balanced sense of self, we can really get caught up on um, what is it that we're missing out on and how come I'm not having those privileges. Again, it's also uh, it's also a good time to reflect on why we feel compelled to share certain things, why maybe we feel compelled to share only the positive aspects of our lives on social media or the best picture or the best filter or whatever. You know, I think the effects, I think the emotional and psychological and even spiritual effects of social media, um, I, I don't know if and how that can be measured, but um, I will say that I do think it's having um, a really tremendous impact, not always for the better. Um, I think there's a lot of great things that come from it, but I also think that it is um, our, our society and our, our relationship to self, as I mentioned early in the podcast, um, with the help of patriarchy and capitalism, um, really has um, disfigured our, uh, our sense of self. And I don't think, I think because social media uh, was birthed, you know, during a time where that foundation was not whole. Um, the, the foundation of the self has not been whole for many, many uh, yeah, decades, <laughs> um, if not longer, that, uh, you know, I think social media in itself has uh, a bit of a diabolical 
uh, side effect. And so it's something to look at. Now, some people like to take detoxes from social media and they take a break. The hermit card is an invitation as well to take breaks from anything that pulls you away from yourself, whether it's social media or dysfunctional relationships, but that's a whole other topic um, and how important it is to um, dissolve toxic and um, dysfunctional relationships from your life. And just keep in mind too, that anything in great quantity or uh, excessive quantity can certainly be toxic. <laughs> so it's not to say that one person is toxic or one relationship is toxic, but the cumulative effects of unhealthy behaviors that breach into um, how we have relationships with others is really the toxicity of it, not necessarily the other person. Um, I don't necessarily know if it's fair to call someone or something or in a relationship necessarily in itself a toxic thing, but there is toxicity in excessiveness and imbalance. So, you know, you can look at that versus uh, blaming or um, trying to slough off our own responsibility when it comes to how we interact in relationships. So, yes, so I do believe I'll think, I think I'll keep this to a 30 minute um, podcast, just a little bit of a, a, a dish on the hermit for now. Um, in the meantime, um, I do hope that you are staying well, doing well, inviting you as always um, to send me your question. If you would like to be featured on the podcast, I have a voice option, a uh, message op option on my homepage at Anchor FM. I'll put that in the liner notes where you can actually send me a voice message. And there's a chance for that voice message to be played on an upcoming episode that you might have for the Tarot, which I would be more than delighted and honored to address. In the meantime, I wish you well. I wish you a peace and I wish you, um, I wish you self sovereignty where you feel whole, supported, and loved, most of all loved by your own self. Happy Virgo and Hermit season. Hi there, friend. Thank you so much for being a part of the Urban Siren Podcast community. Just a reminder that I do answer questions for the Tarot. Um, you can leave me a voicemail message right here on Anchor FM for a chance for your question to be played on an upcoming episode. And you would just go to anchor.fm backslash urban dash siren backslash message. Leave me a message and I'll be happy to address it on an upcoming episode and maybe even play your voice on an upcoming episode. Another way to support this podcast is by sharing it up with your friends and family and also leaving a five-star review if you love it on your favorite podcast platform. That could be Spotify, Apple Podcasts, all the platforms. Thank you so much for being here.